Welcome to Moving Medicine, a podcast by the American Medical Association. Today's episode is in special recognition of Women in Medicine Month. You'll hear from women physicians sharing what inspired them to pursue a career in medicine. We'll first hear from family physician, Dr. Robin Chapman. Hello, I'm Dr. Robin Chapman. I am a family physician from Cincinnati, Ohio. I have been an AMA member for 34 years since medical school. My grandmother, who had a third grade education, she was the midwife for a very small rural community in Mississippi. We were not allowed to go to the hospital uh, in that small community. And in that time, the midwife didn't just deliver babies. She, she set bones. She sewed up lacerations. Anyone who didn't feel well, they called my grandmother. And I use the word called very, very loosely. Um, her community had no telephone service. Uh, call meant uh, someone got on their bicycle or uh, in their pickup truck and they came to the house that she shared with her parents and her 10 siblings and picked her up and took her to uh, their home where the sick or ill person was uh, if they could not you know, bring that ill person to her. I watched her keep records on, a, on pieces of paper, um, envelopes, index cards, her records would rival today's electronic medical records in detail uh, like nobody's business. Even with her third grade education, uh, those records, again, just strips of paper were held together by family with uh, rubber bands and she could uh, call them up with, uh, with in minutes and tell you whatever you needed to know about or whatever she needed to know about uh, a, given, a given person's ailment. And um, she was paid in corn, in chicken, um, in whatever that person had, she turned no one away. Um, she was one of the most highly respected people uh, in the community. Um, but I saw her bring a, a gentleman who looked like he was already dead, quite frankly, to me. Um, there was a knock on the door in the dark of night. I was spending the summer with her in uh, Monticello, Mississippi. I was sharing a bed with five or six of my female cousins. The knock on the door, the gentleman uh, summoned my grandmother uh, to come see about his father. And I heard her grab her bag and get dressed. I jumped to my feet, got dressed, begged her to let me come. And I tagged along and we went to the home. There was family in the yard. There was family 
in the the house on the porch, all praying that this man would would somehow um, be healed. And my grandmother went into the room. She, uh, the man was gray. Again, I really thought he was already already dead. She put his hand, her hand on his chest. She put her hand on his head, and she had a burlap sack that she kept some herbs and things. She looked at the gentleman. She covered him back up. We took the flashlight. We went out into the backyard, uh, and we pulled up some more things that looked like weeds. We took some of the other things out of her burlap sack. She puts different ones of them into a pot, boiled them. Um, she put some of them into some cheesecloth, tied it up. The residue, the precipitant that was in the bottom of the pot, uh, she, she put that in another cheesecloth. And then the liquid, she had uh, the man uh, with a dropper, she had him drink that. Put the smeared the smeared one of those uh, some of the precipitant on his chest and wrapped the rest of it around his neck and we went home. Uh, the next Sunday at church, you know, all the children were required to sit on the front uh, the front row so that we if we misbehaved, the older women who were sitting in the pew right behind us could you know whack us and get us back into. Uh, well behavior, um, and we're singing a song, and I heard this voice. It was slightly off key, okay, more than slightly off key, but it was rising above all the rest of the voices. And you know, as children, you know, we thought that was hilarious. And and man, he's off key. And why is he so loud if he's off key? So I, you know, I was able to turn around and I looked. And it was the gentleman that we had gone to see in the middle of the night. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's what he looks like when he's not gray? Singing at the top of his lungs, uh, of course, out of gratitude that he you know, was, was well. And I, I looked at my grandmother and she gave me a very, very small smile. And that did it. I said, I want to know how to do that. That's, that did it for me. I want to know how to do that. And that's why I went into medicine. Now we'll hear from Dr. Tracy Henry, general medicine internist in Atlanta, Georgia. So what inspired me to pursue a, a career in medicine, there's so many people, uh, actually a lot of mentors, a lot of people came before me that actually inspired me to uh, pursue a career in medicine. Uh, but the biggest person was my sister who died uh, awaiting a kidney transplant. And um, she actually first became ill when I was, a, was nine years old. And so I spent a, a great deal of my early childhood actually in and out of hospitals and watching her in and out of ICUs. And so so um, later she did die waiting for a kidney transplant and also at a, a local hospital where there was you know, some issues with uh, 
access to care and delivery. And uh, so that was my inspiration and uh, her life and legacy really uh, propels me for, uh, for career in medicine. And also addressing health disparities and health inequities, which is why I chose my current practice, uh, where I practice in Atlanta, Georgia. I work at a large safety net hospital uh, with similar populations of the things I witnessed firsthand uh, as a child. Here's Dr. Teresa Rohr Kirchgraber, professor of medicine at the Augusta University, University of Georgia Medical Partnership. Yeah, a career in medicine is the most amazing thing. And it probably got exposed um, because as a first generation college student, medical student, um, I got exposed through the AHEC program they had a regional opportunities program in high school that helped kids to learn more about healthcare and being a nurse's aide. And honestly, I, I did it without any intention of going into medicine because I thought that being a nurse's aide would help me go to college because I could work at odd hours. And that was the only reason why I was involved in that program. At first, I had no intention of being a physician. A lot of work, a lot of study, and I didn't know anybody who'd ever gotten in. So initially in college, I took a number of different possible options. Um, I only chose one college because it was the only one I could afford. And I thought about careers in many different areas, but found that I kept lacking science. And then I initially decided to be a nurse and nursing is a fabulous profession, but just that summer before I was supposed to start my clinical um, nursing studies, one of the nurses that I was working with in the hospital got on my case and said, why don't you apply to medical school? And he didn't like my answers of, I don't think I can get in. And he pretty much yelled at me all summer, really pushed. And I think all of us need somebody like that who believes in us, who pushes us, who makes us see that it's a potential. And so because Steve Wasserman, Steve, wherever you are, <laughs> Steve um, pushed me so hard that summer that I switched my major to chemistry and decided to apply to medical school. And I will be forever grateful that I had him at my back pushing and kicking me. So I think the, the best advice about becoming a physician is one, imagining yourself in that position. You have to believe that it's a possibility. And that's part of the reason why I'm here. It's part of the reason why I'm involved with the minority affairs section with the AMA is because kids, people need to see that there are many different faces in medicine today. That when you at least think it, you, you can actually be it. It's a lot of work but find those people that will be supportive and don't pay attention to those folks who think you can't do it. Next, we'll hear from Dr. Jade Anderson, Musculoskeletal Imaging and Intervention Fellow at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. What inspired me to pursue a career in medicine actually is 
not the best answer that everybody wants to hear. I would say initially, so my mom and I used to watch on TLC a bunch of surgeries and they used to have marathons every Friday night and that was our thing. And so we'd, you know, get popcorn and I'd literally watch just physicians and surgeons cutting on people and I said, I'm gonna do that one day. So I said I was gonna do that from the age of four. So then by the age of 10, I was like, man, I really like bones. I'm really good at anatomy. Like I was getting A's on my test. And I said, I'm gonna be an orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> so I did that. So I actually matched into orthopedic surgery. I did two years of orthopedic surgery before I experienced physician burnout, something that I wasn't even aware um, that I was experiencing at the time. But now that I look back um, and I'm able to see basically what I was, um, um, what was going on in residency for me, um, I realized physician burnout is real and it was affecting my mental health. It was affecting my physical health. Um, and to the point where I was going to leave medicine altogether um, and just go to the corporate side of things. I said, I'll get my MBA and I'll become a consultant. You know, they like physicians there. So that was my plan until I spoke to one of my mentors who had also, he had switched from orthopedic surgery to radiology. And he put me in touch with a couple of other people who went through the same thing. And as I was speaking to them, everything that they were saying was how I felt. And so I made the switch actually to radiology and it was a great decision. One of my proudest moments in my medical career, I would say are two things. Um, initially, as I was a young you know, undergraduate medical education, when I was a medical student, I think being able to present, my research got accepted for a podium presentation at the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgery because that's initially what I was going into. And to give you perspective, some residents in orthopedic surgery haven't even gone to an AAOS meeting. So for me, that was a big deal. And I got to stand on stage, you know, at the time I was really interested in shoulder. Um, that's my favorite joint. Of course, I know that's a random thing to say. Um, and so I was presenting on my shoulder research and, you know, um, reverse total shoulder arthroplasties. And you see these big names that you read about and these big names were there at the meeting. So they're getting up at the mic and arguing about my paper. And I had someone come and challenge me about something that I had presented. And one of the bigger names got up and said, like, she said what she said, basically. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> so that was one of my um, bigger accomplishments, I think, from my undergraduate medical education. As I've kind of aged, I think the biggest thing for me was being a mentor to others um, and having that opportunity because I know that I wouldn't be where I am today in medicine without the mentorship that I have had because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a first generation physician. I'm kind of figuring out as I go. Um, so just being able to be a mentor to those um, behind me um, has been like my greatest accomplishment so far. Here's Dr. Afifa Adiba on why she became a psychiatrist. It is a funny story. <laughs> So this is how my mom um, used to tell me. So she said, when you were born, um, my OBGYN, I liked her very much. And when she delivered you and gave it to me, I thought I want my daughter to be like her, someone who can help people when they need them most. And growing up, I, I, I hear this history thousand times. And trust me, being a teenager, it was bothering. Like, why are you talking about this all the time? But later on, um, I realized that I really wanted to help people. I wanted to make, even it is very small, some 
positive change in people's life. The reason I became a um, psychiatrist actually is my mom. My mom suffered from generalized anxiety disorder and obsessive compulsive disorder. When I was, and there were, in my country where I grew up in Bangladesh, mental health is stigmatized. So my mom was not getting proper care because she was always scared, what, scared what's gonna happen um, if people knew that I'm going to a psychiatrist. So when I went to medical school, I talked to my psychiatry professor and asked him if he would see my mother. So I took my mom there and my mom talked to the psychiatrist. After coming out of that room, she told me, after so long, I felt that some burden has lifted. And then my mom said, I wish you could do something for someone and someone coming out of your room could say something like that. So that kind of inspired me to be a psychiatrist. Thanks for listening to this special episode elevating the voices of women physicians in honor of Women in Medicine Month. Subscribe to Moving Medicine wherever podcasts are available or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. This has been Moving Medicine.